This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for listening. Thanks for checking this out. You know, there's an article out in the New York Times today saying that Kathleen Kennedy, the niece of a president, says that George H.W. Bush, a president and father of a president, will vote for Hillary Clinton, the wife of a president, for president. See, in one statement, we unite the three biggest American political dynasties of the last 60 years. If only we could have found a Roosevelt and a Harrison and an Adams. We could have covered all the dynasties, but oh well. Well, now, a a spokesman for Bush 41 says that the former president isn't involved in politics and that his vote as a private citizen is just that, private. So we don't know for sure if what Kathleen Kennedy was telling was, was the truth. But it does raise some questions. If Bush the Elder is planning on voting for his party's nominee, what's the harm in saying so? I understand why he wouldn't want to publicly admit he was voting for Hillary Clinton. That would do irreparable damage to his family's legacy, especially with Republicans. But what's the harm in saying, I'm a Republican, always have been, and I'll vote for the Republican in this race? Well, whenever I'm trying to figure out why someone else would do something, that on the surface doesn't seem to make sense, I try to use what I call the altruism axiom. And I think that usually leads me in the right direction. Simply put, when you are looking at the motivations of another person, it's best to assume that person believes what he or she is doing is right and just and fair. It doesn't mean that that their actions or words are right, just, or fair. It just means they believe that it is. Well, if you use the altruism axiom, you can usually avoid falling for conspiracy theories because most conspiracy theories require someone to believe their actions or know that their actions are wrong, but they're going to do it anyway for some other nefarious reason. So most conspiracy theories turn out to be wrong, which means that if you use the altruism axiom, you can prevent yourself from falling for a false idea. Besides, assuming... The good in other people makes you a better person. So applying the altruism axiom to this situation leads to a few conclusions that I think are reasonable and fair. First, the altruism axiom suggests that Kathleen Kennedy believed her statement on Facebook that the former President Bush intended to vote for Secretary Clinton was true. Further, it suggests she posted that statement because she wanted to inspire others who think about politics the way that she does, to inspire those who fear a Donald Trump presidency and would rather see another Clinton in the Oval Office. Now, it's possible she misinterpreted what H.W. told her. That's possible. But it's reasonable to assume Kennedy believed what she was saying about Bush and Clinton was true. Okay. So why won't Bush confirm or deny Kennedy's Facebook post? Well, if the post is true, the altruism axiom suggests there must be, in George H.W. Bush's mind, a decent reason for his silence. Possible reason one, Bush doesn't think people care about his opinion anymore. That's not likely. Uh, The mere fact that his press team was asked about it means Bush must realize he still has some sway. All right, possible reason two, he doesn't want the political blowback 
that would come from supporting a Clinton. And I think that's reasonable. Maybe for health reasons. The, the elderly statesman doesn't have the heart to suffer the inevitable slings and arrows that would come with an endorsement of a Clinton. That doesn't mean the slings and arrows won't come anyway. It just suggests he doesn't want to have to deal with them. I can understand that line of thinking. Possible reaction three. He's trying to protect his family's legacy, and he knows going Benedict Arnold against the GOP would hurt the future electoral prospects of his entire family. That's possible as well. But what if the statement by Kennedy isn't true? Why wouldn't the former president deny a false report about his choice for the next president? Um, okay, well, perhaps he's trying to play the role of an elder statesman and rise above petty politics. Well, that argument would have a lot more weight if his son Jeb hadn't just run for and lost the Republican nomination for president. He publicly supported Jeb and has not publicly supported the candidate who beat Jeb. That's kind of hard to play the elderly statesman role now. So the way I look at it, the altruism axiom suggests Kennedy's original post is true and that George H.W. Bush won't publicly acknowledge his vote in favor of Hillary because either he doesn't want the political blowback or he's trying to prevent that political blowback from hurting the future electoral opportunities for his continued dynasty. Now, maybe there's a better or more accurate line of reasoning that I haven't found. If you think I've missed something that's fair to everyone involved, please let me know. That's just how I view this right now. Now, the real irony here is the repeating of history. I mentioned we were dealing with three political dynasties, Kennedys, Bushes, and the Clintons. The truth is, the Clintons wouldn't have become a political dynasty if it hadn't been for one man, Ross Perot. In 1992, many Americans, and especially many Republicans, were upset at then-President George H.W. Bush. Full disclosure, I was one of them. I was mad that the president hadn't done anything in his four years in office to reduce the federal deficit. That was a big problem that I believed my president was ignoring. Spending needed to be cut. Entitlements needed to be dealt with. But he didn't do any of that. Along came a businessman who was asked on a talk show one night if he would ever run for president. And he said only if the people asked him to do so. Well... Hundreds of thousands of people signed a petition to get Ross Perot to run. So he did. He was a self-made billionaire who was more of a populist than he was a conservative. He drove an Oldsmobile instead of a BMW. He was one of us, and he was also a little crazy at times. He ended up with around 17% of the vote. Bill Clinton won that election, around 40, 41% of the vote, less than half. It wasn't so much that Bill Clinton beat George Bush as it was that Perot stopped Bush from getting reelected. Flash forward to today. We have another eccentric billionaire populist businessman running for president. We have another Clinton running for president. And it's likely that whoever wins won't actually have a majority of the popular vote. 
This time there isn't a bush running, but a bush could determine the outcome. This time, instead of Perot taking Republican votes away from Bush, Bush and Republicans like Bush could take votes away from Trump and once again give the White House to a Clinton. This time it would be Hillary, the same Hillary, who wouldn't be a political force today if Republicans like myself had voted for Bush back in 1992. George H.W. Bush is in his 90s. He's had some significant health issues recently. I'm not wishing this on him, but the truth is this may be his last chance ever to vote for president. He may be making the same mistake in his last opportunity to vote for president that I made in my first chance to vote for president. I was 19 in 1992 when I voted for Ross Perot and helped create the Clinton dynasty in the process. By not voting for the brash billionaire this year, George H.W. Bush will help continue that same dynasty. Not his, but the Clinton. Now, fortunately, not every Bush is thinking like the family's patriarch. There is one Bush who has made a different decision. George P. Bush is Jeb's son, W's nephew, and H.W.'s grandson. He is the only Bush currently in elected office. He's also the only Bush who has said publicly he will vote for the GOP's nominee, Donald Trump. He's the only one. George P. Bush is the future of the Bush dynasty. If the Bush family has any chance of continuing its political dynasty in this century, they should study the example of a political dynasty from the last century. Teddy Roosevelt was a Republican who became vice president and then president. He left the office to another Republican, Howard Taft. But after four years, Teddy didn't like the job Taft was doing, so he ran for president. Again, this time not as a Republican, but as the Bull Moose Party, a third party. It split the GOP in half and allowed the Democrat Woodrow Wilson to win. The next time a Roosevelt took office, it wasn't as a Republican. It was Teddy's cousin, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, a Democrat. If the Bushes and their allies prevent Donald Trump from becoming president. Republicans will remember the betrayal. If the Bush family wants to have any chance of continuing their political dynasty, then they must help end the Clinton dynasty on November 8th. Well, thanks for listening. If you like these podcasts, please share them with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do so on my website, americaonpar.com. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me. In the first light of